This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. This is Home Booth Month. This week we're talking about headphones, open back or closed back, because I see the Austrian Audio have just released uh, an open back version of their uh, High X 55, which is a High X 65 headphones. The main question I've got really is, where would you use open back as opposed to closed back headphones? Mixing. Yep. Because they sound more natural and they let a little bit more outside air in so you don't sound so congested and um, they sound nicer to listen to. And I, I think also kind of like a cardioid microphone, they have less um, kind of back reflections and I, I think they can tend to make them sound more natural. I think with a pair of closed back headphones, you start to get sort of like the equivalent of proximity effect with a pair of headphones no i I think mainly at the low frequency it really yeah builds up it's harder it's harder to have real true accuracy at the low end right with a closed back headphone isn't that that's what i've heard i I think so yeah it's sort of like a cardioid mic or something it's like it's got a barrier that was completely out of my keister by the way but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're pretty well right. I mean, I'm looking at some guides online as to what people say uh, or guidelines. But and you would never, yeah, you wouldn't use open backs in a booth. No, would no, I wouldn't. No, I don't no. think you wouldn't do that. No, I mean, well, well, it'd be okay yeah. to use open backs in a booth if two things: a, you were not monitoring yourself. Actually, no, you just wouldn't do it because it's just going to leak back into your microphone. Mm. Bleed. So yeah, you're going to yeah, get bleed. You just don't want it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's bleed. It's a bead. I, I worked with a client recently, and she even had closed back, but they were Sony's, and they don't seal that well all the time. The seventy five oh sixes. Yeah, and she and was they're, getting, they're better than others. They're better than others. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, she probably had big hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some <laughs> yeah. people have. Well, like if they're sitting off your hair. ear, if they're sitting yeah. off your ear, because because the the closed back headphones have to what is it to circumneural? Seal. They have to get around your ear yeah. and and hit your your skull. Right. to seal. Um, I, I still think if you're really going for isolation, it's it's in-ears that will do yeah. it. Yeah, they're the ultimate in terms of keeping background noise out. Yeah. Um, I, I do critical listening all day long in closed back headphones. And I know that technically, maybe what I'm hearing is not quite as real or actually accurate as the open back headphone might be. Like I'm using DT770 Pros, right? They make an 880 and a 990 also. This is where it gets interesting. The 880 is a semi-open back, and the 990 is a fully open back. But what are and the stacks? The stacks? Stacks have got to be open back, I bet. Oh, stacks uh, brand, S-T-A-X. $5,000, you know. Yeah, those are, those are totally open. <laughs> yeah, they're speakers yeah. with ribbon drivers that are open on yeah. the front and the back, or something like that, yeah. So, so, so open back are going to be more for... Listening in a really cool, you know, you still have to have a quiet environment, right? Because you're going to hear background noise. Quite Even a lot. more so, it's going to it's going to let your uh, outside environment be heard in your ear. Yes, uh, and so you you get more outside sound, but it is in general more natural, right? Uh, like hi-fi nerds that love headphones, open almost back. always are going to be loving are going to gravitate towards open back. You can still get great sounding closed back headphones, but they say the best ones in the world are. Almost always but any be any broadcast back. studio or recording uh, studio environment that that the headphones are not being used for pure monitoring, close back, and then right. to take it a step further, if you really want to block any of your headphones from getting out and in 
into the um, microphone and also conversely any other outside sound getting back into your head than the uh, the stuff it in your ear canal type um, in-ear <laughs> monitors. And if you go as far as to get a pair of custom ones, then you have a really kick-ass solution. That's the ultimate. Yeah. Custom yeah. molds have the best seal. Custom ones mm-hmm. aside though, can I ask, because I've got a pair of Apple in-ears that I, I use just for my personal listening Stand, the standard AirPods or the yeah. AirPod Pro? The AirPod Pro, the noise cancelling ones. Yeah. Yeah, I have so those, those as well. Yeah. But I, and I've played around with the different foamy bits that go on the end to sit in your ear. But no matter which ones I use, I find after an hour or two, they start to get really uncomfortable in my ear. I mean, I'm sure custom fit ones would be different, but Andrew and George, who are the headphone nuts, who I'm presuming both use them regularly, <laughs> how do you go with long sessions? Like, say you were doing an audio book, would you, would you use your in-ears? Do they get uncomfortable? No. Okay, right. Well, I, what I find, the, the, the issue I have with in-ears, and I don't even, I think it'd be the same even if you have custom ones made, is just the, just the mechanics of you talking and your jaw moving uh, you know, sort of makes them move around in the ear canal. Yeah. So they're, they're never 100% sealed. Sure. But they're so close. See, see, part of it is it's it's not even about the seal. It's all about your distance. And you're talking about like exponentially close things. So when you put that earphone in your ear canal, it's like three times closer to your eardrum than it is when it's a speaker outside your ear. And right. using the what is it, the root two over two, like the inverse square law, that right. means that you've got like half or a quarter, I think, of the power necessary for you to hear it at the same volume. So now you're pushing way less acoustic energy into that headphone to for you to hear it at the same volume, and therefore there's way less acoustic energy coming out of that headphone able to make it to the microphone. So it's not yeah. even about the seal. Like you can still get the benefit of in ears, even if you use your like 1980 like saucer Sony, just kind of hang it or or the normal Apple earphone, which is actually quite comfortable. The one that just sort of hangs in your ear canal, but you know, just it's the hard plastic one. It doesn't seal. It's not just about the seal. It's about the just the physical distance that you're getting closer to your eardrum, and therefore you're pushing less volume. Hmm. The problem with in-ear monitors is you do have to put them in correctly. So yeah. if you want consistent sound, you do have to use them consistently, correctly. Um, there's actually a technique for putting them in. Um, sometimes there's actually a technique where you reach over your head with one hand, pull back the earlobe to open mm-hmm. the canal, and insert, you know there's a technique to get them to go in all the way. And if you don't put them in the same wage time, it won't sound the same. So... There is a little and they, bit of that and they make issue. They make two different styles of ones with the uh, custom ones. Because if you feel your ear, there's like the ear canal, but then there's that big hard kind of ridge, and then there's like another pocket. Yeah. And they make some that have, I think they actually call it a stirrup that goes in that second pocket, and that really locks it in. Um, and they usually make those for the onstage musicians, but you can get them made with and without that. And mm. um, typically, one of the things you have to keep in mind if you go with these custom ear or the ones that seal really tight, is that one of the problems is you're not going to hear yourself as well acoustically back out through the room in your environment, which, again, that's where diffusion comes in. So the classic thing where someone's wearing earphones, and then they're talking loud, and you're like, dude, I'm right next to you, and they're talking loud because they don't hear themselves. 
because they have earplugs, effectively earplugs in their ears. So if you are doing in-ear monitors, you definitely want to feed your microphone back into your ears so that you have a little bit more of a natural sense of you speaking. But yeah. some people, you I mean, George, you know, there's some actors who basically, um, when they do a take, they take their headphones off. They can't stand to have right. headphones on yeah. at all. Yeah, that's um, a whole nother topic. <laughs> it's like, do yeah. you wear them or not? It's it's a very much debated topic. Your, and Your, your older you know. actors tend to not want headphones at all, I think. Yeah. So and, I have found, just to answer your question, Andrew, I when I... I I have tried to, to like in-ear monitors many times. Um, I've had a couple different kinds. I have the AirPod Pros. I had custom ear molded ones many years ago, but unfortunately one of them broke or stopped working and I don't know what happened to them. But I couldn't just put them in and forget about them. I always know they're in my ears. Like they're mm-hmm. always, it's just, they're, it's just irritating there. enough that I have to take them out after a while. I can't do yeah. it. And for me, over the You wouldn't the want to year, do an audio book with those things. Yeah, um, no I don't way. think so. Over the but year, an audio book you can kind of do without headphones at all if you're doing it on your own. Yeah, I, you really do. I have an idea. How about, how about the new way of doing things is sort of Beatles style. Um, so Totally. You, you get a, hopefully a ribbon or at least a good large diaphragm condenser. You put it in figure eight. And then your remote connection, you have it coming out of speaker and you put it exactly 90 degrees to that microphone and no headphones. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? I mean, we could make a rig that does that, you know? We we could try it out. It might might work pretty well. I think it's a cool idea. A little speaker attached to the microphone. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, the microphone fires straight into the side of a figure eight. It technically should cancel out 100%. Well, it cancels out 100% if you're in an anechoic chamber. Correct, because if it bounces off your diffusion, yeah, you got a problem. Correct, but you will hear it a little yeah. bit. So you'll hear a little tiny bit of bleed. So for me, the jury's still out on open and open ear headphones. I because I just I've never had a pristine listening environment, so mm-hmm. I've just learned to know closed headphones. Yeah, I can add one more thing to this. If you're a talent, it's actually okay to use open back headphones for this one reason. First of all, if you're not deaf, so you're not cranking the volume up that loud. So right. assuming, that, assuming that the leakage <laughs> is somewhat minimal, then when you're a talent and you're voicing, your clients should not be speaking to you. So you're not going to hear echo of yourself back because you're wearing open back headphones. The only problem is your clients hearing echo back of themselves when they talk to you through your open back headphones. Yeah. And if your volume isn't cranked up and your clients are a little bit understanding kind of no big deal. And maybe it is more comfortable for you to use open back headphones um, for that reason, which is it's not going to affect the actual recording. So what do you do if you're not talented though? (laughs) (laughs) But there is another point that we haven't touched on and that is uh, wearing glasses. Mm -hmm. Not a problem unless you're facing a studio window and then it bounces off the window, back off your glasses and back into the mic. Yeah, but also you get, you've broken the seal with the arms of your glasses. Oh, yeah. Of your headphones. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I didn't well, even think I mean, of that. I wear glasses, always have. I wear closed back headphones, always have. I can't tell you if what I'm hearing is truly correct, right? I just know what my, I know what it sounds like. If you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it. I know how things translate from this listening environment to the real world. And we've talked about this with monitors and everything. Yeah, Whatever it is you're them. monitoring on, you have to know them incredibly well. Like the back of your hand. You have yep. to just know the sound. Yeah. Like the and, inside um, of your ear. And the, yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
So, you know, when we try different pairs of headphones and different things, sometimes they're just very different from what you are familiar with. And they may be technically more accurate or whatever. Mm, but Accuracies in the... In what you it's, consider accurate. In the ear of the, the Yeah, it's yeah. in the ear, it's in the brain, it's how you interpret mm-hmm. the sound, it's what your brain thinks makes sense. You know, there's so much there's so much that goes into this. This is why audio engineers are obsessive about what monitors they use, where they put them, the distance from their ears, even the volume knob where it's set on the console, they lock that thing down. Monitoring volume is critical. And you're well, Your that's the ears Fletcher Munson linear. curve. The Fletcher, Fletcher Munson curve. That's what it is. Yep. Yes. So the louder the sound, the more the low end. The more is, bass is, is. Yes. It's loudness. Mm-hmm. You remember? You remember stereos had a loudness button. Remember that? Yes, yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, so when that's you were the, listening at lower levels, it punches up the low it end. It sounds yep. loud, even though it's not right. loud. Yep. That's the idea. I, of course, I always left the loudness button. Everyone on leaves it on, right? Yeah. 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 One more yeah. bass. Well, that's turning it up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because basically at low volumes, your ear just hears what it's really good at, which is like the mid-frequencies because we're basically speech. tuned to hear yeah. a voice. Yeah, so uh, it's all a very interesting science and you have to know your sound and your... And your that's why consoles have a dim button. You know, they don't... They, mm-hmm. The best consoles and some even the Apollo has a dim button. So you can knock the level down to a tolerable level or, you know, so you can talk to your partner you know so you can reference because when you when you mix a movie especially you're 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 setting the room to like i think it's like usually minus 82 and you're not you're not supposed to like pink noise comes out at a certain energy level and that's so if you send out the pink noise or and and you calibrate your room to say minus 82 you're not supposed to change the volume because then in the theater they play it back at the same volume and that way it's a consistent experience. Mastering engineers do this all the time. If you change the volume while you're working, then you're going to be DB. changing your EQ curve. That's right. And 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 so you can't like it's it's funny like mix engineers like to switch between speakers. What does it sound like on big speakers? What does it sound like on small speakers? Right. Okay. Get also master engineers are like give me one pair of speakers and let's not change it. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. I, I I love I love experimenting, listening to different things, but my if you start looking on things like Headspace, I think it's Headspace or HeadFi, and you start seeing the discussions about what headphones and how accurate they are, or what people spend on them, and it's kind of mind-boggling, you know. So, yep. just find. I just tell you, find something that you can wear to get. Can you wear it all day? Can you wear it to get your job done? Is it something that's tolerable that you can wear? So so much of it is just like the pressure that it puts on your head and the way the right. the overall like you know I think Andrew you had a pair that you called like the head clampers yes extreme yeah, right. isolation yeah right yep. like the the things that the people wear in the airport to yeah, when they're walking well. next to jets the drummers sometimes drummers use them right and it's like those things don't look comfy no they're, <laughs> no. they're not it's funny actually the ones I really really like are the Austrian audios that they I could wear those all day without a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, once I, you find something that's comfortable, you 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 just that it's hard. You don't want to use anything else. Yeah, I've I've got a pair of AKG two forties on, and and they are really comfortable. They're and part very of gentle. it is they like have a gentle touch. Those headphones. they're just they're, they're yeah. light. Like some headphones, yes. you're like, oh my god, like I'm going to wear this all day long, and it's like my head feels heavy. And mm-hmm. I like these AKGs a lot because they're just like they're feather light, you know. And I think these mm-hmm. are open back, by the way. But they're semi open back. Yeah, if you look at the spec, they call it semi open. Um, but they have a cool headband. They have this like strap that kind of 
floats the headphone on your head, and then exactly. they have a separate right. set of metal bands that you know provide the compression. And it's it's an old design, but it's a good one. You're right. Well, there's other ones that do that, which is like the Fostex RP20s, and. Oh, yeah. Those are great because like like studio guys like those because people are like, oh, I'm done with my take and they just whip their headphones off and drop them on the floor and this and that. And can you can buy every piece of those headphones. Yeah. So when people Same destroy the them, you can put it back together. And they yeah. don't have, you know, like literally the, the wire that goes into the headphone is a plug. It's not yes. soldered into the inside of the headphones. So when your wire goes bad, you're just like buy a new cable. Yeah. Plug it in. Yeah, Audio Technica is one of my favorites. The they all do that. They have a replaceable, interchangeable cord. Yeah, right. And but it's funny, like some do that too, and it's annoying. Like the way Sennheiser does it, they've got some goofy little, two tiny little prong thing. Yeah. And well, that one small and it breaks. You know, like sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's like two nano. I think Audio Technica does a similar thing. It, the the plug is smaller than eighth inch. It's like micro. Yeah. Mini the, jack or something. The, the, the Fostex are literally, like I've done this before where I didn't have a Fostex, because the Fostex cable has a little plastic lock. So when you plug it in, you turn it to the side. Yes. And now that can't pull out of the headphone. Right. But I've had it before where it was like the headphone cable breaks and I'm like, oh crap. And you just go get an eighth inch to eighth inch cable. Back in oh, business. Oh, it fits in there? <laughs> it fits right in there. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. It sticks yeah, out the side because it's not a right angle plug. But Right. It's just nice to have like interchangeable parts and and those aren't like stellar sounding or anything like that, but they're just like rugged, decent enough. Sometimes, you know, in the studio it's like headphones. Yeah. Can you pump a lot of volume into them? Do you have some can drummer that's abuse, playing right? and you need to hear the singer, but you the drummer's like playing sitting next to his like hundred and fifty decibel drums. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's that's why there's so many kinds of headphones. Not even talking about the consumer market, which is totally bizarre. Like what people are spending it's on like, headphones yes. and what mm-hmm. they cost to actually make yep. versus what they sell them oh, for. Yes, you it know, is. Beats was famous for at one point for having a pair of headphones that cost less than the packaging. Uh, that to <laughs> make, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. you know, it's it's there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. But when we're talking pro headphones, these are headphones that have been tested obsessively in labs. They've been used by pros for many years. And yeah. they're they're consistent performers, and they can handle. And, and more and a lot more, the the microphone companies are getting into headphones. Shure makes headphones now. They didn't make. They didn't used to make headphones before. I think it's because they're super profitable, man. There's they're super a lot profitable, less and they're and they are just and, transducers. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, there's a lot less makes, money it goes into making a pair of headphones. I guarantee it than a good mic. Yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of R and D, you don't need a clean room probably to make one. You know, like a microphone. So. It's a, yeah, there's, there's a reason for that, I think. But um, be interesting to hear if the voicing is the voicing of the new Austrian audio open back the same as the voicing of the closed back, meaning is the EQ curve really similar? So can I go from one to the other and is it going to sound relatively similar or is it going to be quite a bit different? Um, you know, that's something else I'd be interested in, in hearing. Yeah, I'd like to check them out too. You know, I'm surprised. It's like, okay, so there's all these headphones things. Why doesn't Genelec make headphones? They could probably sell yes. scads of headphones. Yeah, It's a good question. You know, it's kind of like uh, some companies are such purists about what they produce that they will just will not venture away. But, you know, not everybody I mean, is that purist. Like Neumann started making monitors. 
Neumann they makes make headphones. really good monitors, you know? Like the, those yeah, Neumann you know? monitors are really good. If Neumann yeah. made headphones, there would be people who would be like, I have no They have them. Headphones. There's Neumann headphones. Oh, there are now. There <laughs> yeah. Are. Oh, wow. Um, Does Rode uh, make headphones? No. No. What no, the hell is wrong with them? I don't mm. know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Road. So I'm sure they if will. We, if we get a pair, we'll talk about them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You certainly exactly. will. <laughs> Given it's booth month, though, and we're talking about headphones, what what type of monitoring are we putting in the voiceover bodysuit? <laughs> Contact drivers. Yeah. So they, yeah, they, like, they, like they touch your drivers. skin yeah. Yeah, and then they transmit the sound right through your nerve. <laughs> Bone conduction. Bone conduction. <laughs> Bone con- that's a type of headphone we they, didn't they talk make, about. They, they make headphones that sit right behind your ears and like clamp yes. onto your skull. Yeah. And actually talk about isolation. Yeah. That, that'll give you a crap load of isolation. Well, it's funny you should say that. So I've tried them. There's a company called Aftershocks. Okay. And they're, oh, that's an unfortunate name. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've only had like the very earliest iteration of their headphones, so I, they've probably gotten a lot better. But um, that's exactly what they do. They sit on the bone right behind the ear canal. Ear, yeah. And so they're great for doing sports or outdoor activities so you, so you can hear the world around you and not get plowed into by a car. There's no high um, but they don't have much high end and they actually do make quite a bit of sound that bleeds out. So they like you'd be surprised. Yeah. Oh. Like they, the, the transducer on there does vibrate quite a lot. You do hear the sound of what's going in on the outside quite a bit. So it's, they, it's funny yeah. because what you're really simulating is an extreme sound pressure level in a mm-hmm. way. Like yeah. for you to hear bone conducted audio, if it was happening truly acoustically, yeah, it's well, basically a concussion of, or not, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here's another weird thing. If you've never experimented with these, another way to enhance their sound is to put in earplugs. So you put the, sure. you put these on and then you just do those foamies, you know, roll them up and stick them in your ears hmm. and the sound improves hmm. because well, now there's, you've there's filtered out the outsides. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I, I still say that bone conduction has very little high end. What is it up? Good up to like maybe... 8K or something or 10K. I don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah, that's a good question. You know, I've thought about that. Like when the, when the bone conduction headphones came out, I thought, are these the perfect voice actor booth headphones? Yeah. Because now the actor can hear the environment completely. Yeah. They sound, they hear themselves naturally as they should. They can turn off the zero latency monitoring because they don't need to hear themselves anymore. They can hear themselves naturally and they can and they hear, hear their clients the well talk enough. back from the client. I've always thought maybe they could be the perfect booth headphones. So yeah. if anybody's listening out there and you've tried this, please let us know. If yeah. You like it. I don't know if anybody makes it, but how about cochlear headphones? I was going to say that. That was going to be my surgery. You just go get surgery and have it like inserted right into your like. Just have a speaker co- inserted in your skull. Yeah, it's like Bluetooth, Bluetooth to your brain. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bone rattling ones might be a bit of a problem if you're an older voiceover artist and you wear dentures. Would they rattle? <laughs> oh, good question. <laughs> Actually, that's the point. You could have a little speaker inserted into your teeth. Yes. If, you're, if your glasses are loose and they're, and they're touching the, the frame of your glasses and now they're like rattling against the frame of your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of old, if my dad's listening, hi, dad. Um, he just got prescribed to him um, uh, hearing aids for the very first time. Huh. Uh, my dad's 75 and he was on an aircraft carrier in the 60s. And because of that, he was able to go to the VA here in the U.S. And it's one of the benefits of being a veteran 
and they'll give you all kinds of cool gadgets for free. So he just got prescribed some uh, of his very first um, hearing aids. And what's cool about them is they're not just hearing aids anymore. Now they're like smart hearing aids that have a Bluetooth connection to your phone. You can fine tune the EQ. You can even, uh, and it's Bluetooth. So they're actually Bluetooth headphones. You can put the microphone across the room. So if if you're talking to someone 30 feet away, you're not just like blasting the gain on the microphone. You can go put the microphone by that person. Exactly. You can put your iPhone on monitor. You can get an app that just pipes sound through. It's like spy equipment. Yeah, and you could just stick it in the other side of the room, and now you can hear conversations. So there's all kinds of cool stuff. The great stuff. thing about hearing loss is that you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I can, t- I can tell you my grandfather faked being deaf for probably the last 30 years of his life because he couldn't stand talking to his wife. <laughs> and he, in fact, to the point where he used to have to watch TV with the, si- with the uh, sound turned down because my nan said, well, you're deaf, you don't need to- the sound up. So he had to learn to lip read. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Uh, there you go. Uh, I don't think my dad would ever admit that that's something he's done, but that is really funny. No, I mean, you know, it's, I'm curious. This, he hasn't gotten them yet, so I'm really curious to hear what, you know, what he has to say about them because my dad's a trumpet player. So yeah. they told him that you may not like using them while you're performing or playing. They said they may be, you may find them irritating they may not you know may, they may sound bad in your ears so i'm really curious so i'm going to be tapping my dad for for information about how this thing works how the app works how customizable can they be you know all that kind of stuff i'm i'm really curious about it the, the only thing is i wish you could use them actually for performing but because bluetooth has latency you can't uh, so there's too much of a delay in mm. the codec even with like an APT codec or something like that? Even with the APTX codec, which is really good, there's enough of a latency that you really can't do that zero latency monitoring through a Bluetooth earpiece. So, you know, we got to get over that hurdle. Once we do, that's going to be a, that's really going to be a game changer because then you can I mean, just always have headphones. these things in. Well, my daughter already always has her headphones in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I have actually. If you look at my passport, no, my my driver's license, my latest driver's license, I'm wearing a pair of headphones around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like constant. Yeah, she wears them, and sometimes I don't know if like they're on or off, and it's like yeah. they're always like those AirPods are. Part yeah. Of her. Uh huh. Yeah. I know it's kind of irritating. I I did a re- I did a review recently of a pair of consumer grade ones. There's a company called One More, numeral okay. One More, and they sent me some just for doing a review. And uh, they're called the uh, Comfo Buds. Oh, <laughs> Comfo the best buds. name. Yes, the so Comfo Buds. <laughs> I wouldn't even go with that one. They're really like their version of AirPod Pros, but for less than a hundred US. You know, so they couldn't name it Airbuds because of the movie. Yeah, that would be a better name, right? But um, there's something you could leave in ostensibly all day because they have an incredibly good um, pass-through mode. So you can um, engage pass-through, and the AirPod Pros have this too. They call it transparency mode. Yeah, so you don't get run In pass-through mode, they turn into hearing aids, (laughs) essentially. Mm. So they're just passing out audio right through, and it's got three microphones on each one, and it's passing it right on in. And... I was shocked how good it sounded. It was like it's the the pass through transparency on the AirPod Pros is very tinny and not pleasant. 
But on these, I was like, I could actually stand wearing these. This is actually pretty surprisingly good. It's like bionic it's almost hearing. Like, yeah, it's like bionic hearing. I, I, this is like a consumer $100 pair of earbuds. I was like, it's pretty mind-boggling. I, I, they're not a substitute for real hearing aids, but I was pretty amazed at how well they worked. The, the, the funny thing is, like, as people wear he- headphones more and more and constantly have these things in their ears, they're going to accelerate their hearing loss. No, I was going to say, it, it, it absolutely. doesn't bode well for the future, does it? Unless you own, you've got shares in a cochlear implant uh, production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I think cochlear implants at some point are going to go beyond. I, I had a friend who had cochlear implants, or who has cochlear implants, and the way he described it, if, if this makes any sense, he was a musician, so it takes the frequency range and it chops it up. And right now it's really blocked out. But what we hear is like, do, do, do three notes or whatever he hears is just one sensation. It's like, so music sounds mm. really weird. Oh. Right. Um, and at first when you get these cochlear implants, you have to kind of learn how to hear with them again. And things don't sound, if you were a hearing person beforehand, it's not the same thing, but you can imagine that, probably not too far in the future, they're going to get finer grained, like they'll, they'll, they'll chop the frequency spectrum up just as well as our ears, like however many billions of little yeah. hair follicles we have in our, hear, in our ear to separate frequencies. Cochlear implant will be able to do the same thing. And uh, it's, it is the beginning of bionic hearing, you know? I'm all for it. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh. Mm. Well, can I ask, and, I know and, we, this, and I know also is, being able to talk to people without having any like if you, if you could translate like thought to some sort of electronic impulse you could translate your thought directly to someone's cochlear implant and then there's no acoustic sound and you're like clairvoyantly uh-oh, uh-oh. talking to somebody that sounds dangerous <laughs> <laughs> I know this was supposed to be a quick bite but Robert said something and I really want to I want to ask him about that again and this is something that's personal to me so Robert are you do you really feel that wearing headphones because I do every day can accelerate hearing loss over say using studio monitors uh, over the same period of time do you feel like there's more of hearing loss i don't think it's particularly headphones or um anything it's just listening to anything at high volumes for extended period of time right will accelerate your hearing loss but okay. particularly with the headphones that are you know like the in-ear monitors yeah the, the ones that the apple airpod style um it's very easy to have listening volumes that are louder than are healthy, um, mm-hmm. especially with headphones. Mm-hmm. Because at least with open speakers, people will get pissed off and tell you to turn it down. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> right. Um, but with headphones, it's very easy. I mean, I would say that anytime someone has especially AirPods, I think about this all the time when you're on the train, right? The train's already a noisy environment. And so what do people do? They sit on the train with their not sealed headphones and they want to hear their music above all the outside noise of the train. So they crank it up and now you're standing three feet from them and you can hear the the hi-hats and everything. That is not good. That is, you are blasting your ears with 90 decibels effectively. That's right. And that's over time. It's all about volume and time with your ears. They'll they'll get worn out. I will say that the Comfo Buds... You know, I'll, I'll plug them because I, I got a pair for free and I did a review. It's on Instagram and they did an excellent job of noise canceling. Like if you have to listen to anything in a very loud environment, mowing the lawn, mm-hmm. you know, doing lawn maintenance or subways, use something like this because it 
is a dramatic improvement. Uh, Anything uh, that will life. seal out the outside noise yeah. will make it so that you don't have to turn it up so loud to hear what you want to hear. Exactly. This is actually riding the train is one of the main reasons why I got my custom molded earplugs because I used to ride the train and I would put my musician's earplugs in because I knew right. the train was horrible for years, especially Chicago. Um, right. And then I was like, well, gosh, I, I have to pick between listening to music at some unhealthy level or not listening to music and having my musician's earplugs. So finally my bag got stolen. I lost my musician's earplugs. I had to get new ones made. I was like, all right, if we're making molds, yeah. make a pair also for the headphones. And yeah. so I had them with the, the Shure 215s. Mm-hmm. And now I have my musician's earplugs and I have a pair of Shure 215s. Now I can isolate. It's not active cancellation isolation. It's right. just block it out, true isolation. And yeah. then, yeah, it's more healthy. Does it work if yeah. you have your mouth open? It, it changes a little bit. You can You can let sound leak in if you kind of like, open your jaw and move it around in different ways. So it's, it's not perfect, but it's still like more isolated than not. I mean, even when you open your jaw and it, it lets a little bit leak in. I'm actually um, thinking more about the fact that uh, your nose, your mouth and your ears are all connected. <laughs> in other words, is your mouth becoming a speaker or is your mouth becoming a microphone? <laughs> so, Which one are you talking about? So what, what happens is mouth. that when you move your yeah. jaw, when you move your jaw, a little bit of the shape of your ear changes. And so, yeah, especially as your molded headphones get a little bit older and they're less pliable. Um, and it also has a lot to do when you get, like I had them make them so that they go way deep in your yeah. ear canal. Mm-hmm. And some people might not like that, but the farther it goes down into your ear canal, the the better the seal is as well. Right. So I, I had them made with that extra stirrup that kind of hooks into that other flap and, a little harder to put in, right? It takes a little bit more. They're, they're more annoying to put in, to put but then in, they're yeah. in, and they they feel yeah. a little bit more like closed in, and and you look like you're a deaf person on the train. But I've seen other people on the train with custom headphones, uh, earplugs as well. Um, usually, there's some musician, and a lot of musicians that have like there's two ways you can get custom headphone earplug um, headphones. Some where the whole headphone, the driver, and everything is all part of the molding. That's expensive. The other one is where you just buy a like a Shure two fifteen that usually has a a foamy thing, yeah. and then you buy a a really much bigger earplug, and that's custom molded. And you sit there for twenty minutes, and you shove this Shure into this silicone sleeve, which is molded to your ear. And it's like you think you're going to break the headphone because it's very tight, but you wiggle it in there. Yeah. So the disadvantage is it's a little bit more bulky, kind of sticks pops out a little bit more from your ear. Whereas like the really good, like, you know, like whatever Mariah Carey is wearing on stage, that kind of sits more flat inside the ear and you don't see it as much because the driver is, is the mold. Whereas with the, this other method, the driver has its whole plastic enclosure and then you got to build the mold around that. And it's it's good to know that it's an affordable, a more affordable way of doing it. More affordable. It's still, yeah. it's still a, like the headphones are a hundred bucks and then the plugs or the molds plus the molding process is anywhere from two to $300. It's still not cheap. But those but, other um, ones are like 600 plus, maybe plus, a thousand or yeah. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And, but I, I think it's kind of the thing that you invest and you're investing in your ear health. And also, I mean, just listening to music in them, it's like, damn, stereo image, poof, Pink Floyd's like, bam, right between your eyes, you know? <laughs> and and things sound really good. And and the more it gets sealed, the bass is better. 
I, I think I think they sound fabulous. I'll, I'll talk about my six driver in-ear monitors another time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny actually. Really quick with those with those multiple multiple driver ones. When you follow the at least the Shoreline of headphones, it goes from single driver, more expensive two three drivers, and then when you get to the really really expensive one, it's back down to one driver. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It's, because you're not crossing over and filtering crap between drivers. and <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole other... Now we're getting an audiophile territory. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think the takeaway really is if you wear glasses, get some in-ears. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get in-ears. I, I like in-ears if you can stand to wear them for a while. I think I like, I like in-ears. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.